Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 27 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Anthology by Alien Ant Farm. Let's get into it. Hello, Kyle. Oh, hi. No, no, you go. Okay. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Happy just carrying on in January to everyone listening, because I think this will come out at some point in January. But for us, it's the New Year. It's just the New Year, and we've just gone back into lockdown. Yay. Woo! Yeah. So uh, how are you? How's your day been? How's everything been since we last recorded? Well, my day has been quite... Quite the hectic day. Oh, yes. Um, I had a 80-mile drive to work so Woo! that I could just have a COVID test for three seconds. Oh, God. And, and then, theoretically, I was going to drop my drop my clothes off at my Airbnb, ready for going back to work tomorrow. And I don't know if you remember, Kyle, but we started trying to record this episode <laughs> earlier today. Oh, I think and I have a vague memory. At yeah. which point, I got to the Airbnb, and there was no power. There was something's <laughs> going on, and I couldn't couldn't get any internet or turn anything on. So we had a very brief stint on uh, my phone as a hotspot, which did not work. <laughs> I saw you for two seconds, and then you went yes. to a black screen and never came back. And then, so then I packed all my stuff up again, came back home. So then I had <laughs> so I literally went for an eighty mile drive. Three second COVID test, 80 mile drive back home. And now I am back home with all my stuff. And now we're doing take two. Take two. So it's been quite a fun, ridiculous day. And I need to (laughs) try and get electricity sorted in the Airbnb for tomorrow. Yes, no fun. How's your day been? Has your your day been slightly better than mine? I mean, uh, yeah, I've not been much. Like I said, I was setting up a new phone. But no, my new job doesn't start till the 25th. Mm. And so, yeah, I'm just doing... You know, keeping the house clean, uh, various other things, keeping myself busy, reading some books and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm about to start, I think I'm going to set up an Instagram for like my music mm-hmm. um, to sort of inspire me to play a bit more guitar and practice a bit more, I think, if I'm going to start posting, you know, practice videos and things. Nice. So I've been looking at doing that. But again, it's no point until I've got my new phone set up. But yeah, other than that, just just a sort of relaxed morning with Jess. Very good. Yes. All Okay. But, uh, I mean, besides that, this week, we've been listening to an album that, when we announced it last week, made you laugh when I listened back to the episode. Yes, it did make me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. Can I, I mean, not that I mind, but can you, can you know why it made you laugh? Well, because, as I said, I didn't really know much about this band. I knew yeah. Smooth Criminal and I knew yeah. Movies. And in my head, they were sort of a bit of a joke band. I didn't, oh, okay. Because I thought they were just a one-hit wonder with Smooth Criminal. Yes. And I thought this was, in, in the same way that bands like... Like Bowling for Super, obviously, they've been going a long time and they're quite a fun pop punk band, but they are a bit silly and a yes, bit oh, like a piss take. Are, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just I just thought Alien Amp Farm were the same. And it seems like they're not, actually. Yeah. But, um, um, so, yeah, I've, I sort of know this album. Yeah. I own this album. I've been listening to it for... I mean, it came out March 20, 2001, so it's almost 20 years old. It's yeah, just shy that's true. of being very 20 close. years old. Yeah, very close. So I think I've been listening to it for probably 20 years. Wow. Every day? <laughs> Every single day like clockwork. <laughs> wow. I sort of thought this isn't going to give anything away as to how I feel about the album, but... But it's shit the... and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of imagined if I'd got to... 2020 without listening to Anthology by Alien Ant Farm. Yeah. Alien Ant Farm. I, I'd sort of 
accepted the fact that I was never ever going to hear this. Yeah, album. absolutely. Yeah, I mean that makes but, sense. So the fact that we're sitting here twenty years later discussing it, and I've yeah. actually listened to it now, is beyond me. It's bizarre. It is. It's. I mean, it's one of the wonders of this podcast, isn't it? That you sort exactly, of end yeah. up doing this sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, yeah. So should we talk about the band a teeny bit? Like, are you? Yes. I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about anything? No. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the band, and then we can talk about. How, how the album did and stuff like that yeah of course uh, do you want to take the lead seeing as you knew them a bit more than I did I know everything about them yeah of course <laughs> uh, yeah they formed in California again 1996 one of those bands that's much earlier than I guess you would think yeah yeah. their lineup on this album was their original lineup I think they've changed a few members now but um, when this album yes. came out it was their original lineup which is uh, Dryden Mitchell on vocals, uh, Terry Corso on electric guitar, Ty Zamora, what a great name that is, on the bass Ty guitar, Zamora. Ty Zamora, and Mike Cosgrove on the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was their second album. They released their debut, uh, self-released it, and it's called, it was called Greatest Hits, which I absolutely love. I think that's... Yeah, yeah. great a, album for a first name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great name for a first album. <laughs> it's one way around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they got signed in, in 2000. They got signed by DreamWorks. I did not know that DreamWorks... Yeah had a record label no um no i really did not know that although the dreamworks skg is the g is geffen is that part of geffen geffen is a music name isn't it yeah geffen geffen is a recording man (laughs) because the skg is spielberg katzenberg and geffen that's what skg stands for um so yeah i i similarly didn't know that DreamWorks had a music arm, but I guess it's the same as Warner, isn't it? Warner yeah, Music, that's true. Yeah, Warner Brothers, really, yeah. yeah, Sony as well. Sony's a film studio and yeah, a, a record label. It just makes sense. It's just media studios, but branching out. Um, yeah. The thought of Steven Spielberg like signing Alien Ant Farm is very funny to me. Yes, well, I think. I mean, we can say up top they were signed to DreamWorks because they became good friends with Papa Roach. Yes, and Papa Roach put out Infest, which went down very well, and then. So DreamWorks, and then they just basically persuaded DreamWorks to sign their mates. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like these guys have a lot to thank Papa Roach for. Like, without them, I don't know where they'd be with this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, I agree. We'll talk about it probably more as we go on, but I don't think this album sounds very much like a lot of the other stuff that came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff that would have been around at the time. I actually uh, I actually wrote a, a list of some of the bands that came out in 2001 just because it's such a big year. Yeah, go for it. This was our formative years. It was. So obviously, New Metal had had Hybrid Theory and Chocolate Starfish the year before. Yeah. And then this year, obviously this came out, but also Toxicity by System of a Down, mm-hmm. Satellite by P.O.D., yeah. Every Six Seconds by Saliva, Iowa by Slipknot, yeah. and Break the Cycle by Stain. They yeah. all came out this year. I mean, it's huge for new metal and alternative rock and things, which, yeah, I agree. That I'm not sure where this album sits with those genres. Some, It's quite jumpy from genre to genre, song yes. to song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A lot of the reviews for it sort of cited A Perfect Circle, who I don't really know, but they also yeah. cited um, Incubus, and I can hear a bit of Incubus now and then in them. I can hear a little bit of Incubus. I, I also get slightly offended that they've likened this album to either of those bands because the fact that they've... I don't know. Perfect Circle is James, Maynard James Keenan. Yes. And Incubus are amazing, and I, I feel like this band is sort of just like a, oh yeah, that band, rather yeah. than... They're not Incubus. They're not a Perfect <laughs> Circle. But 
yeah, I thought that was interesting. And thank you for creating a lovely segue onto reviews. Wait. Because I have a lot to say about some reviews. Let's do and it. And I have some reviews to quote. Yes, please. So, I've got the Rolling Stone review and oh. I've got the Enemy review. Okay, here we go. Because Rolling Stone... There's two, there's two two sides to this story. There's what each of the reviews say, and then there's the fact that the Rolling Stone one is quite a positive one, and it gives it three and a half stars, and the NME one gives it three stars, so basically the same, yeah. and it reads like an insanely negative review. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But the Rolling Stone one, I just want to bring up now, because he says... The choruses ache with a vocal dexterity and depth of expression that hard rock has been lacking since Freddie Mercury. What? Which, I mean, saying that... Basically, he's saying Dryden Mitchell was the vocalist we've been wanting since Freddie Mercury, which is an insane thing to just say. Yes, it is. And then he goes on to say he sings with a sweetness and anxiety that rivals Michael Jackson, which I feel like <laughs> there's no way he'd make that comparison if they hadn't done a Michael Jackson yeah. cover. There's yeah. no way he would have thought of that. And then he says, he ends the review with, finally a band puts the melody back in metal, which I've just got so many, like it's not metal for a start, I don't think. No. And, and, he, sorry, and he gave that 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, that's a 3.5 out of 5 star review. Okay. Whereas Enemy, there's very few sentences in the Enemy uh, review which aren't insect puns. <laughs> because because it's like Papa Roach and then their friends, Alien Ant Farm. It's like, oh, like the review starts with new metal. Increasingly, it's a bugs game. Clever. It's just like, okay, brilliant. <laughs> and then it's like, so far, so creepy crawly. It, it's just awful, but... And then it ends with saying they're trying to make a mountain out of an anthill where we'd be content with a record that just rocks. Like, it, it's quite a downer review, but it's like you still gave it three stars. Yeah. And then just a half a star more than that is someone saying, finally, a, a vocalist that rivals <laughs> Michael Jackson and fucking Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I mean, fuck off. I, so I'll say right now before we even start, I really like his voice, but Jesus Christ, okay. as if... As if he's the only good singer since Freddie Mercury died. Yeah, like, I know. What, like, every singer in the grunge scene is better than him. Yes, Fucking exactly. Chris Cornell was alive and making music. How dare he? He very much was, yeah. yeah. Fuck off. It's, yeah, very strange. Yeah, mental. Yes. Anyway, that's, uh, that's my sort of review <laughs> rant. Yeah, good. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Uh, so should we talk about how the album did? Yeah, you know, I don't think I looked at this uh, quite quite enough. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay, so um, it got to number 11 on both the US Billboard and on the UK charts. Not number bad. 11 on both. Not bad. Uh, in the UK at the time, Dido was number one. Okay. With with No Angel and Shaggy, Hotshot, was number one in the US. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Sure. And it sold an amazing one million copies in the US. Mm-hmm making it platinum. It sold 300,000 in the UK, making it platinum here as well. Shit. And then sold a fair bit more in Canada and around the world. It was number one album in Australia as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's it sold about one and a half million copies, this album. Bloody hell. It's not bad. Which is crazy. Like, yeah. that must be... There's no way that's not down to it being a huge, like a major label. Surely. Yeah, I, th I think it's just that plus the time. Like, two thousand, the early 2000s, everyone yeah. was buying, you know what I mean? All of us, I think, coming up, you know, getting yeah, into true. the new metal scene. Like, yeah, it's just a whole new generation of people with enough money to buy albums. Yeah. You know, at the right time. True. And then after this album, they toured with Linkin Park around the States and then mm -hmm. Papa Roach around Europe. 
Yeah. Which it's amazing stuff, isn't it? It is. Makes sense. Like you say, they're the big yeah. bands of the time. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't really find anything about the recording of the album. No, nothing. Nothing particularly, you know, worth worth of note. No. Uh, so should we just get into the the album? Yeah. Do you want to do a track rundown? Do you want me to do one? Yeah, I could do one. Let me find the tracks. Okay. It's one of those albums where the tracks are just all named after basically one word in the yeah. chorus. Yeah. Which has made it really nice and easy to learn which song is which. Yes. So the songs are Courage, Movies, Flesh and Bone, Whisper, Summer, Sticks and Stones, Attitude, Stranded, Wish, Calico, Death Day, or sometimes I've seen it as Happy Death Day, sometimes mm. I've seen it just as Death Day, Smooth Criminal, and then Universe, which has a hidden track at the end called Orange Appeal. Yes. Which I've only just got. Is that supposed to be a, a joke on Orange Peel? I think so, but I don't know right. why. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. A bit like most of their lyrics. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Courage. How do you feel about Courage, Rich? Well, I was really pleasantly surprised by Courage because... Yeah. As I said, I knew Movies and I knew Smooth Criminal and it turns out I knew Wish as well. So I knew three songs. Okay. Those are the only three songs that I knew by the band and they all happen to be on this album, which is Yeah, good. <laughs> that is wonderful. Was um, um, Did you know Wish, was it on the Triple X soundtrack by any chance? Is that where you were? No, it was on the Tony Hawk's <laughs> 3 soundtrack. Oh, of course it was, sorry. <laughs> Silly me. Which is a great soundtrack. That oh. had... Uh, Bulls on Parade was oh, on that soundtrack. Yeah, Tony Hawk's games normally have good soundtracks. The Ramones were on it, AFI oh, yeah. were on it. CKY, do you remember uh, Jesse Majara's band? No. I know the name it's CKY, a, I can't hear them. Like in my head, I can't think so of it's, um, it's Bam's brother, Jesse. Yeah. And he has like a sort of alternate rock, grungy, metally band called oh. CKY. Well, okay, sure. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised by this song because it's really heavy. And I was yes. like, oh, these these guys aren't a piss take. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is going to be a real album. Okay, yeah. cool. It's got a great like riff. That drum intro and oh, yeah. then that cool riff. I was like, okay, this this could be pretty cool. Uh-huh. And immediately you can see that they were friends with Papa Roach and like influenced by Papa Roach yeah. because this is such a Papa Roach song and I think <laughs> his voice is quite similar to Jacoby's sometimes. I think he's probably a better singer, but some of the things he does, some of the melodies and some of the chords they use in their choruses and stuff is quite Papa Roachy. Mm-hmm. But it's got uh, something that I've always associated with them, given that I basically know one song very well. Yeah. But I've always associated them with like hard stops. Okay. Like if you think about the chorus of Smooth Criminal, it's just that long note and, and then just like a hard stop and then, you know, like just tiny little pauses. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always thought, oh, these guys are like really tight and like that wouldn't work with, you know, if they weren't absolutely on point with that. And that's mm-hmm. something I've always associated with them because of that. And then this song has it as well. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, that's the thing that they do. They do like these sort of like long bits of distortion and then they use tiny little pauses everywhere yeah. to, to sort of accent stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's got you. I assume you just like the like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the shop, isn't it? Yeah, I know exactly what I mean. I'll say right up top that I think they're all really, really good musicians, particularly the drummer, particularly Mike and Ty. Yeah, he is a good drummer. Yeah, yeah, they're just really interesting. The bass, Ty, does some really interesting stuff, and the bass is really high in the mix, which is lovely. The bass is really high in the mix. It's really refreshing to hear because it's one of those albums where I think ordinarily it could have just been holding down whatever the guitar's doing and you don't really notice it but Mm. he's always got his own parts and he's always doing something different and Mm -hmm. it's really present all the time as well yeah 
And yeah, he's a great player. He plays a six-string bass, and he. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, why is he playing a six-string bass? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of high stuff on this, and some quite low, like B-string stuff. So he does. It does seem like he's making use of it, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because it looks fucking cool. But yeah, I mean, I I've always really liked this song. I think it's I think it's yeah fucking cool. It's just rocking. It's a great way to start the album. Yeah, it is. I uh, you said a second ago that his lyrics don't make any sense. You uh, do you want to does it does it start right now? Do you want to get into that? Uh, well, it's not that they don't necessarily make sense, but I. He doesn't seem to like rhyming very much yes. at all. Yeah. Or sort of having regular measures of syllables yeah. and things. He sort of just says whatever he wants and if it fits it does and if it doesn't he's like well fuck that it's still going in the song. Yeah. And then when he does rhyme I feel like he often uses words just so they rhyme and it doesn't yeah. really make any sense. Like uh-huh. for instance in this song he rhymes the words with courageous and contagious and I think he's just using the word contagious because it rhymes with courageous. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. He's just like, yeah. well, I can make a line that ends with the word contagious. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on in the album, I think the thing that annoys me about his lyrics is later on in the album, he uses a lot of weird like metaphors and similes, which literally mean nothing. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've written down so many lyrics this, <laughs> this week because I want to know what it is he's talking about most yes. of the time. I mean, I know what he's talking about. Most of this album is about breakups, by yeah. the sounds of it. I think so, yeah. I think he had a bad breakup and most of it is dealing with that. But like you say, he's got a strange way of... He's a bit like... Um, if we do a Biffy album, Simon Neal has mm-hmm. some very strange turns of phrase. And it's like Anthony Kiedis from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. The way sometimes his lyrics... I The way I've described it on this album is that it sounds like yeah. he's doing Mad Libs. It sounds like somebody's just given yes. a bunch of words to fill in. And it's the same with that. Yeah. I don't, not that I don't like, obviously I love Biffy and I, and I like Red Hot Chili Peppers, but some of his lyrics are just... <laughs> nice a, distinction. I mean, I'm just saying I like Biffy more than I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. But yeah. but yeah, like sometimes his lyrics are a bit like, what in God's name are you talking about? Like, it's just weird. But I think that's part of, I think Anthony Kiedis is are so weird that that's yeah. part of their charm. Like yeah. you look at the verses to like, get on top or, the, uh, yeah. or can't stop or whatever. It's like, okay, I know that he's not saying anything. Yeah, I know he's talking couplets. absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just enjoy the ride. Whereas yeah. this, it's like, I think he's trying to be really unsettled half the time. And yeah. then, yeah. And then sometimes he's like, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. But it's a cool song. It is a cool song. It is a cool song. Yeah, it's cool. Should we jump to movies? Yes. Okay. How do you feel about movies, Rich? Well, then we, is this what it's going to be? 13 be, questions yeah, of just, just Rich, what you, do you think about Rich, this? Rich, come on, explain yourself. Well, we go from probably maybe the heaviest song on the album or one of the heaviest songs to one of the poppiest songs. Yes. Straight away. It's just like, oh, okay, we're, we're in another genre. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, I knew this song anyway, and it's pretty cool. I do like that bass line in the beginning. and That thing. Yeah. He does that quite a lot, doesn't he? I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It is. I've always really liked this song. I think it's great. It's got the zero chance thing that we love, where the second verse has that in our short years bit before the chorus, which I really, really like. I like the lyrics, and I love the melody of that section. When it goes to like the... The chugging, ding 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 instead of the chops. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as a song, like you say, you can hear it's like first single written all over it. Or obviously, if they had yeah. it, it's Smooth Criminal. But yeah, it's... Um, it's very radio-friendly, isn't it? Yes, it is. There's nothing wrong with it. It's an early 2000s radio-friendly, you know, like rock song. Yeah. And I have no problems with it. I really like it. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a thing that I've always thought about this chorus, which... Yeah. It doesn't put me off at all, but it makes it hard for me to really get into the chorus which is that the line so he uses a different he uses one melody in lines three and four 
and then a different melody in lines two and uh, sorry one and three and then two and four so it's sort of it's like a b a b in terms of melody not in terms of run and i've always thought that one and three sound like a full chorus melody like a hook but then two and four are more like a pre-chorus yeah so for me it feels like the chorus never actually gets going because as soon as you're like okay chorus hook oh no let's take a step back oh chorus no okay (laughs) so and I just think maybe it's the wrong way round, or maybe it just needs to go full into the chorus melody four times. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it does this the first time and then the second time just straight through it. I don't know. But there's something about that that makes it feel like the chorus never actually hits full speed, if you know okay. what I mean. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's a few... I think it happens a few times on this album. I agree with you, where I've written something similar, where like the chorus almost feels like a pre-chorus. Like It doesn't feel like... Yeah. And especially after last week when we listened to Bring Me the Horizon and every chorus yeah. was like arena-filling madness. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird to hear, uh, yeah, choruses that almost aren't... They're not that, basically, which is fine. Choruses don't always have to be made for 10,000 people to sing along to, but... No. It's, it is a strange distinction. But often these guys have, like, they might not have a hook at all in the yes. song. And you're sort yeah. of still waiting for the chorus and you're like... Well, it's been four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But yeah, yeah. I, I, but I really like both those melodies in this. It's just that one of where he's saying, don't worry about me. Yeah. I feel like that's like ascending up to this really big poppy sing-along chorus. Yeah, but, but it never comes. As soon as you sort of get there and then you send up and then you get there for one line and then the chorus is over. Yeah. But it's cool. It is cool. Uh, On to Flesh and Bone, which is another completely different feel. Again. Yeah. Now we're doing like police style yeah. reggae beats yeah like, yeah strange yeah this is his drumming is oh i mean again he's, he's all over the place he's great on this but that um i love that the verse feel of this like with the harmonics between every yeah i think this is um so i don't know if you know much about papa roach but their early days so infest was their first like major uh major album yeah before that they had an album called old friends from new friends from old years or something yeah and they had an ep called potatoes for christmas and both of those and then a couple of songs on infest they had quite a reggae feel to them okay in the very early stages and i think in their first album or at least at the first point of the band they even had a saxophone player or a trombone player or something in the band so then you hear that these guys are good friends with papa roach and you hear the sort of the side of Papa Roach in them that you expect, but then you hear this and you think, oh, well, that's... If you don't know that about Papa Roach, you think, oh, that's just another thing. But I think this is also part of that influence as well, yes. because that band came from that background as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite interesting. I, I think from the chorus of this song for the rest of the album, it's very Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, I could hear that. And I don't know whether... Let, let me just double check when they sort of started... Bloody hell, they were formed in 95. Coheed and Cambria? Yeah. What? But their first album wasn't till the year after this. Oh, Christ. Okay. Second Stage, uh, Second Stage Turbine Blade, which is an album I know very well. And yeah, there's stuff in this that sound very similar to that. So I think they're probably all around the same sort of time. Yes. And yeah, just that bit where he's saying like, please show me a sign, like in yeah. the chorus. That's such a nice melody and how like the chords progress. And then that mm-hmm. really like really low chord after that it's, it's cool and that's that's so coheed in Cambridge oh it really is yeah you're, no you're right um, okay fourth song Whisper yeah 
I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about this song? This is one of the ones I like the least on the album. It's okay, like, yeah. it, it's about the music industry, and I kind of enjoy that it's like very much so, yeah. Yeah, I kind of enjoy that it's at like it's like a middle finger to them, and so it's like the weirdest. Like every note seems to be the wrong note. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is one where the chorus is barely really a chorus. Yeah, and like all the the, the notes in the verses are all like really weird, like like they're choosing the. Yeah. the wrongest notes possible which yeah. is kind of cool in terms of like the lyrics going with the music but mm-hmm. I think also because of that it's hard to kind of get into as a song and be like oh stick that one on the one that's Definitely. really fucking weird yes exactly it's also it just seems so strange to me that like you're only on your second album this is your first album on a mainstream like yeah. a big major <laughs> label do you really want to do a middle finger song now like you're only just getting uh, your career started didn't someone do this that we listened to was it hate breed wasn't there a song um no it wasn't sorry it was it was van halen it was david lee Roth. Right, was that yeah. there was that song about All these little kids taking yeah. care of the music beers yeah. <laughs> so, no you, you're one of those little kids yeah, exactly 20 years old on your debut album <laughs> oh it was great um yeah. i do i will say though i do like this has got some like weird screamy almost vocals in it he has like a bit it of does, a jonathan yeah. davies like kind of thing yeah but one of the weird with them being like i guess purposefully anti-music industry is that i really like the structure of this song it goes like verse pre-chorus chorus pre-chorus verse like they do the it does the pre-chorus yes. either side of the which is great i really like that strange yeah arrangement it's cool um summer summer how do you feel about this yeah i like this one this one's a bit more it's a bit more I don't know, radio friendly, like you'd say, like it's got the big, it's just the big chorus. Very sort of alt rock, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it does. I love that. It's got another great bass intro though. That when he goes like, yeah, fucking killer. Yeah, he's all over it. In this, but the chords, chords in the intro on this seem so like out of key. Yes, really odd chords. It sounds like when that when that intro starts, I keep thinking I'm going to be listening to Gallows because that's exactly what they do. Just put together these strings of notes that just do not work to yeah. together at all like fit like technically just do not work yeah but yeah. it's like well this is our this is our riff so deal yeah. with it and it works really well when you've got that really like scratchy guitar sound it just adds even more to it doesn't it when he's playing like yeah. really high like yeah like it's yeah. like oh christ alive what's going on there yeah he's uh he sounds very like brandon boyd in this one this is one yes. of the ones that does sound like incubus mm-hmm. but i think brandon boyd's definitely got him uh, not according to the guy from rolling stone he's not no <laughs> should have been trying harder freddy mj dryden <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, so, so this is one of the ones where i was just like i do not want to hear these lyrics ever again okay. in the chorus when i was saying, gonna say you were saying like, i want to give clever, you summer yeah. but i'm winter i want to help you spring but i fall down it's just like, oh my god that's so <laughs> convoluted and it just doesn't work i can't can't handle that that's that's just taking it too far (laughs) Uh, yeah i knew you'd fucking hate that i do really like um the outro though it's got that really big building outro like the when he just says i wish i could make you spring like yes and it's just going and going and going and the drums are going mad and it's i do really like that yeah because there's quite like a there's like a nice clean chord progression like there's a clean chorus towards the end like after yes. the bridge there's a clean chorus and then it mm-hmm. gets bigger again and i really like the chords in the the clean one maybe that's yeah. been the same chords as the distorted one i don't know but it's uh it feels really nice it does feel nice right i really, yeah. I really like the outro of this um as it yes. builds and builds it is cool uh sticks and um, stones and also the the bridge oh go no i'm, I'm not done with these lyrics but... <laughs> yes there we go 
<laughs> the bridge in this is honestly maybe like the least original lyric writing I've ever heard. Right. So he repeats three times. He says, it's so hard to get out of bed. And then on the fourth one, he says, she's impossible to get out of your head. It's like, mm-hmm. that's just such obvious writing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. For a breakup album, yes. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like the fact that he repeats that one three times and then changes it in the last one that's always like a way of being like oh see what i did there with the fourth one i changed it yeah well done you rhymed get out of bed with get out of your head like yes everyone said that in a breakup song (laughs) um okay what's the next song uh sticks Sticks and stones Stones. yeah uh yeah i mean the drummer is going fucking crazy in this song isn't he absolutely fucking mental yeah he is yeah it's just it's mad it's like everywhere yeah, yeah it's great drumming and, uh, yeah that riff's cool yeah i mean this is a very paparochi song as well yeah sorry i keep referencing them i don't even know if you know much paparochi or not i know infest or at least i've not listened to infest since about 2004 probably but mm. like obviously at the time yeah it was a big old album yeah. for me but they were not one yeah. of the bands that i continued to listen to like a lot of the others yeah. from the time yeah. the chorus right the chorus here it feels like They've forced these lyrics into a 4-4 structure of... Yeah. They don't work. I actually really like the chorus. I can't remember how it goes now. Sticks and stones, they hurt. Like, I actually really like that. But then when he's like, and you drag my name through dirt. Like, it just doesn't feel like it's enough words to fit that whole chorus. But I actually really like it as a feel. And... It feels quite newfound glory-ish as well. Not only because they had an album called Sticks and Stones, but it just like the sentiment of it and like the way that it's talking about. Like this is one of the ones that I don't know. I'm going on so many little tangents here. <laughs> Do it. You know, some sometimes he's talking absolute nonsense, and I feel like if he just sticks to saying what he actually means and saying like you're, you're talking on the phone on a breakup and it. Like you can say what you want, but it's not going to hurt me. I think that's great. I think it works. It's a breakup album. We, we don't need like stupid metaphors about the ocean yeah (laughs) (laughs) we get them we get them but (laughs) we sure do uh but yeah this is one of the songs on the album which i feel like it actually is a complete song like it all fits together it's really like it flows nicely like if we go back to whisper and you were saying like how it's just all like weird bits I think that none of that song works together. Like the chorus, mm-hmm. the verse, the bridge, I, it just doesn't make sense as a piece. Whereas this song feels like a complete song, which they've shopped, like they've workshopped it. They've worked out what needs to go where and, and how it should go. Yeah. And it, it feels like a complete song. I like it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I love the I love the way it ends as well. That, like the way all the, all the chorus end with a dun 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 like that yeah. sort of really yes yeah, it's really exactly cool. yeah it's, great. it's very cool yeah. there's a there's a good insight to this song on songmeanings.com as well oh yes give it to me someone said i liked it <laughs> <laughs> that's their whole comment <laughs> who are these fucking people i mean there's a song later on in the album that had three comments on it yeah and one of the comments was i can't believe there's only two comments on this song <laughs> <laughs> like, brilliant thank you for that <laughs> shit yeah people. ridiculous oh, um okay so the halfway point we're now on attitude yeah the third single i think for the album oh this was a single as well was it it was yeah oh i just sort of assumed that 
Wish I, was Wish not a single then? No, I don't think so. Oh. I think it's too heavy. Yeah, fair enough. I always thought it was. I don't know why. Because you'd heard it. Yes, because I'd heard it, and therefore I was like, <laughs> "Well, I haven't heard the album. It must be a single." <laughs> Fine. Uh, do you like this song, Attitude? I I love this song. I've always loved this song. Yeah. Do I you? Think it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really cool. cool. I think it's really strange. Uh, yeah. But really cool. I love that delayed guitar part. I think it's really weird. And yeah. I think the drums in this are unbelievable, like absolutely yes. unbelievable. The thing in the chorus, I've I've spent twenty years trying to figure out how he's playing that chorus. I still fucking I still don't know how he does it. Doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, how's the chorus going? It sounds like he's hitting his hi hat and his ride cymbal all at the same time, as well as the snare and the toms, like nonstop. I don't know how he's doing it. Like, how is he? How many arms has he got? How's he, how's he doing? <laughs> don't make any sense. Do you reckon that's just a couple of? tracks and Could he actually be. doesn't play that live yeah it's live he's just going one two three four yeah. one <laughs> two, two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get it in post yeah maybe maybe they have two drummers live Kyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're Slipknot they've got two guys that come yeah. out just play some exactly. little ting 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 tings to make him sound really good um, but yeah I, I think this I think that riff is amazing and the drumming yeah. Again, like yeah I agree the, the drummer is doing a great job um, and I, I really love the melodies I think the verses are Nice and simple, like the the ascending guitar is really cool. Yes. Melodies he's putting in. And then the backing vocals in the chorus are great. They're lovely, aren't they? I don't think this song and Courage need to be on the same album because yeah. they're literally <laughs> worlds apart, but I think yeah. they're both good songs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, which I quite enjoy. I do quite enjoy that you can go from that to that in seven songs. You know, that sort of tonal shift on an album is quite cool. I think, you know, like, as I said, when we did Soundgarden, one of the things I love about them is that you can go from mm. like Rhinosaur to Zero Chance literally next to each other on a record. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but you're right. It doesn't On this album, it doesn't always work. But this song, it does. I think I, I've always really liked this song. Yeah. But again, with the sort of contagious and courageous thing, he's, yeah. the, the whole chorus is built around the words solitude and attitude. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what either of them has to do with each other. Is it solitude as in we're not together anymore and then we're alone and in solitude maybe well i mean it always sounded to me like they were together and he was saying but it's fine that you want time to yourself yeah but if the album's about a breakup then like why of course it's welcome she's like you're not together anymore you don't have to <laughs> yeah. be like oh you're, you're okay to be alone don't worry like yeah fuck you yeah. like i know i <laughs> i moved out <laughs> yeah um also he does something that really is one of my pet peeves oh and i think some sometimes it can work and you'll probably be like oh what about this song but he does basically like a whole riff of just harmonics and it's just that noise of like ding, ding, ding. Like, I just think like more than two together always feels so forced and like... Okay. It, I don't know. I mean, give okay. me a good example and I will shut my mouth. But... <laughs> uh, the song that I wrote that uses only harmonics? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sure I'd love it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah whatever rich <laughs> also this song has absolutely no business being five minutes long yeah like it's a it's a good song but I, the fact that this album is 55 minutes long yeah. is ridiculous to me i will talk about it later but yeah i agree with you yeah so let's go on to stranded yeah it, i don't like this song no me neither it's that i mean it starts he does some cool i think i do like which is where he reuses lyrics from a previous song i.e the last song yeah at the very start but yeah but it doesn't make any sense so that's fine yeah i mean it made no sense in either song which no it does I, I quite like when a song like when a writer calls back to a previous song yes like in uh kendrick lamar in his album damn he he basically the whole piece feels so cohesive because he references 
all the songs on that, I think all the songs are one word titles and he uses each title within a lot of the other songs. So okay. it sort of feels so cohesive. But this is literally a metaphor, or I guess it's a simile because he's saying like, um, that doesn't make any sense to me. And he uses no. it in two songs, but it's got nothing to do with the, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's strange. <laughs> it is strange. And yeah, I mean, this whole song makes no sense to me. No. Why are there so many sea metaphors? What What's the sea got to do with anything? I know. Yeah. Like, other than that, he's called it stranded. So like, I guess he's saying he's on an island, but like, I guess so. Like, is that the, is that what you're going for? Yeah. I agree with you though. It doesn't, uh, this one doesn't really work. I don't think it's got a weird, yeah. the first verse, the first chorus, he's like, this is one of the ones that feels, it did, took me a while to realize it was the chorus. Cause it's like played on a hi hat the first time he does yeah. it. And mm-hmm. it just feels like more verse. Yeah. And then in the second chorus, it goes big and he goes to the ride symbol. And I was like, oh, yeah. that was the chorus the first time. Yeah, it's strange. But because it's not hooky, yeah. you've, you've, got to, you've got to find something else to tell you that it's the chorus yeah. because yeah. the vocals is, like, isn't bringing you in like it would on a, on a normal chorus. So, you, yes. so then therefore you're going, oh, well, he hasn't changed drum, like he hasn't changed cymbal type. So I guess it's just carrying on with what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Also, yes. it might have my... It's my least favourite lyric on the album. Might be one of my least favourite lyrics ever, Kyle. This oh, song. wow, okay. Uh, where it, it ends repeating the line, yes, see an enemy, you're my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> As if the sea puns weren't strained enough. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Should we go to a song that you knew? Yes, a song that I knew and a song that I like. Yes, it's Yay. heavy, this song, isn't it? It Fun. is heavy, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I think there's probably quite a a link between the heaviness of their songs and whether I will like it or not. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, so I knew this from Tony Hawk's, so it, it's got that sort of nostalgia to me because it literally, like, as soon as I heard this, I was like, I felt like I was playing you, that the game. The controller like, in could, hand, yeah. I could see the level, I could, you know, everything about yeah. it. I was just yeah. like, oh God, I'm back there. But I, I think it's a cool song, like, aside from the fact that it's one that I was familiar with, I think it's a pretty cool song, this. Yeah. Because I, I think their heavier stuff even though some of the interesting things they do in their more sort of alternate rock stuff is quite interesting, I think their heavier songs allow them to do some different things than just sort of playing straight regular rock. Like it allows yeah. them to play riffs that they wouldn't otherwise play. So I, I quite like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's, um, and I like his vocals in this as well. There's lots of like, yeah. sort of really like quick shouting, sort of, you know, that kind of really yeah. metally stuff. And I still don't really understand, I still don't really know what he's saying. Like, what, what's a succotash? No, I only know it from, is it bloody Tweety and Sylvester? Yeah, he says Sylvester suffering says, succotash. Yeah. Apparently it's a dish. I Google it. It's like a, it's food. Oh, okay. But I don't know what... So I googled Succotash Wish in case it's an American phrase that I don't know. Yeah. And it isn't, as far as I can tell. Nothing came up when I typed it in. What what type of food is it? It's like... Uh, let me have a look quick. I did look it up. Sorry. I think it's like rice. I'm going to say that now and it's, I'm going to be absolutely wrong. Give me a second. <laughs> What's the opposite of rice? Yeah. Oh, it's culinary dish consisting primarily of sweet corn with lima beans or other shell beans. Oh, interesting. Well, it sounds really nice. Yeah, it looks quite nice. But I don't know why he says a succotash wish because the only thing I was thinking when you said it's a food because obviously you get like a wishbone in a chicken or something yeah I thought well maybe if it's a chicken dish then maybe that's a thing that they did as a kid or something they'd make a wish with the succotash wishbone or uh, maybe, but maybe no but maybe not don't be, don't be so clever I do love the um <laughs> The riff in the bridge of this, or like the breakdown bit, the chimes bit that comes back at the end when it's just like, digga-dun, digga-dun, digga-dun. 
That's fucking great, that bit. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Also, how is he pronouncing the word low in this I know, song? I love it. He like he half the time he pronounces it normally and then he just changes his mind and pronounces it like an absolute psychopath. Yeah, he's got such a, a weird variety of voices in just in this song by itself. Yes. It's, it's quite funny. Also the the very intro where it's like the drums go like before the guitars start. Yeah. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage. Like it, yeah. it's so like thuddy and muffled. It's yeah. amazing. I love that. And like when it's like thumping through that um, opening riff, it really sounds so muddy, just like like yeah. that. It's it sounds so like demo tape. I love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> some of this album is so produced, and then yes. then they get this sound. It's again, it's just things that just sound so incongruous together. Um, should we go to Calico? Yes. Let's talk about Calico Cats and Calico Dreams. Let's. <laughs> Any thoughts on what that means? Any great, uh, anybody on song meanings? Give us some insight on Calico Cats and Calico Dreams. Aside from saying, I thought there'd be more comments on this song. Yeah, <laughs> useful. Uh, I mean, there's lots of people saying that, like pretty much on every song, there was someone saying, this is my favourite song on the album. I think this band's so underrated, blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't know if anyone's made a comment on there for, like recently, or if it's all like 2002 time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what he's saying on this album, on this song, well, on this album at all, but on this song especially, yeah. um, I really like the acoustic outro that's sort of like yes. underneath that comes through. I really like that part. Me too. And it's the first time that we get like a like a lead guitar sort of mm-hmm. riff, like a almost like a solo, I guess, like a, a really not riffy, but like a like a lick, I guess. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it is nice. But yeah, you're right. I don't have a clue what he's talking about. And. <laughs> Other than that, it's just sort of a... It's just another song, isn't it? It's not really... It is. And then then we go to Happy Death Day. Yeah. How do you feel about this song? So I do like this song. I think you this do. song should... I think this song should end the album, to be honest. Yeah. Which we can talk about more in a second. But I think Smooth Criminals should be now. And then this song should end the album, is what I think. And you just don't... You don't want Universe on the album? Not to give it away, but no, I don't want Universe on the okay. album. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yes, yeah, sorry. But why? What do you... Do you hate this song? Yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I just, to me, it feels like Alien Ant Farm have gone home, and the Calling have recorded this song. And, <laughs> and uh, that's not what I signed up for, Kyle. <laughs> no, you signed up for Smooth Criminal. I did. That's literally what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I think it's it's quite an interesting baseline, as we've said for a lot yeah. of the songs. Like he he is just doing his own thing, which is really nice to hear. It is lovely. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, this, this is just so cheesy, and I just can't handle it. Like. Yeah, just the to- like the tone of it, the production of it, the sort of the sentiment of the lyrics and the melody and stuff. It's just not for me. This song, I'm afraid. Oh, it's all right, Rich. You can you can be wrong. <laughs> that's that's what the podcast's here for. To record. My opinion can be wrong. wrong. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean of course. Yeah, I yeah. I mean that's absolutely fine. Of course, I can really yeah. get where you're coming from. It is like a. Like a, a more poppy, yeah, like you say, more of a sort of radio friendly. Yeah, but it's just so like syrupy, like it's just really. What's what's the word people use uh, when something's like overly sweet? Saccharine. For me, it, yes. this song is very saccharine because okay. it's got that whole thing, and then like in the final chorus, he suddenly starts soloing, just like meow, meow, meow. <laughs> it's like, oh god, like just give us a break. <laughs> perfect i am definitely putting this on the playlist um (laughs) smooth criminal (laughs) i mean do we need to talk about this i think it's going to be really hard to talk about this song yeah i i I can't really judge this song at all i can't 
obviously it's the one song that literally everyone knows. Yeah. And I'm torn between is that like it's literally a defining song, but I don't actually know if it's any good. All I can tell is just it's this song that I know. Yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? I mean, I really like it. I think it's yeah. a good cover. But I like I love the song Smooth Criminal anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And Dryden's just like, he sounds just like Michael Jackson, doesn't he? Well, he so, does. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that he's like <laughs> the only one carrying the torch. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. I, I yeah. really like it. I think. I mean, it's just it's just like a rock cover of. Smooth Criminal, with distortion yes. instead of the non-distortion of Michael Jackson. Yes. But, I mean, that's cool, isn't it? The drums are really good, the riff's great, like, the whole thing's cool. Yeah. But, like you say, it's just a cover. Yeah, but it is cool, and, like, it's the it's the song that they're known for. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's just one of those songs that you know, and, I don't know, I felt this was almost like talk, trying to write notes for Smells Like Teen Spirit, because I was like, well, yes. what do I say about this song? Like, it's yeah. just... <laughs> It's just one of those songs. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but I'm so far removed from it on that level that I'd like because I saw a lot of people talking about. Well, obviously, Smooth Criminal is like a terrible song, but it's lovable. And it's like, oh, is it terrible? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's I terrible, disagree. but I don't know if it's great. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It's, but it's fun. It's fun, exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. I don't know. Like you say, it's another weird turn on the album. Like it, you know, because they're yes. so famous for it. Like it's sits kind of strangely on the record. Yeah, I don't think it's that common for a band to put like a lead single that's basically the song they're known for as track number 12 out of 13. Like, No. It almost feels like they're just hiding it at the end, but then it's it's yeah. the song that you know. It's, it's strange. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Did you see that Spin said that this song proved that new metal could be funny on purpose? <laughs> no. That was, that was their review of this song. <laughs> well, thanks, Spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So should we go to Universe? So I assume, presume from your your intonation a minute ago, you really mm. like this song or something? I don't, I don't really like it. I just think it's a good ender because okay. I think it progresses nicely. And I, I like an ender that's a long song that maybe brings in these really dramatic... Like it brings in strings and stabby yeah. bits and it just sort of progresses in that really epic way. And I always like that in an ending song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that sort of stuff would be weird further on... Like for, like earlier on in an album, and then just carrying on with yeah. album tracks. I re- I like the melody and like the tone of like when he's saying we love to break the season, we used to shake the beehive. I really like that bit. Yeah, and I think as as a song, it, it like if you had to, if you laid all these thirteen songs out for me and said which one of these should end the album, I would pick this because of the sort of epic building sort of sense in it. But that's not to say that. You are wrong, and that Happy Death Day shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just think it's cool. I don't think it's the best song in the album by far, but I think it's cool. Do you hate this song then? I don't hate it. It's just, I, it's just not very interesting. I don't think. Like, I like the like you say, like the strings, and I like that it kind of builds, but it also does go on a bit too long. And like, yeah, I don't like it. Doesn't it? Doesn't do enough. I don't know. It's not got enough of like a big, big, big build. Yeah, for it to. You know, for it to justify being as long as it is, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's okay. But that's the that's the point. I think is that to me, it's just okay. And because I do like Happy Death Day, yeah, I'd rather that end of the album on like a like a big chorusy poppy sing along, you know, mildly building note as opposed to this, which is a bit too long and not as interesting as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, <laughs> like you say, it's you know, it's it's certainly yeah wouldn't work anywhere else on the album, which is why I said it would probably have to just be gone if I if I had yeah. it my way. Yeah, like you, it, it couldn't be like track six or something. No would make sense it just doesn't do very much and speaking of doesn't do very much how do you feel about orange appeal i mean usually a hidden track kyle 
should yes should be something that either like not shocks you but is just like something that's just come out of nowhere like the mm-hmm. endless nameless from uh from nevermind yeah it's just like oh this is this sounds like slipknot not nirvana yeah. <laughs> or it should be like a jokey thing like sometimes you hear just bands like mucking around on a hidden track yeah or something like that but i mean i know it's got some weirdness to it but really it's just another song and yeah yeah and for, i mean obviously we're getting towards the end of the album so i can start making my opinion clearer i feel like most of this well pretty much all of this album just sounds like a whole record of album tracks to me yeah and so for this one to just be like there's a hidden track it's another average song yes <laughs> absolutely like i don't see if you hate it because you didn't want to put it on the main track listing yeah just get rid of it like it's no exactly. it's not you know what i mean like it's not like three sudden minutes at the end of this like the best song anyone's ever heard yeah you know what i mean it's just a, like a really kind of boring yeah. pointless three minute song like why why even put it on the album and i think his voice sounds dreadful in this it's song so yes it's so strange isn't it he just yeah. really fucking weird stuff and like i don't think the lyrics are very good i think his voice sounds bad it just sounds like they've done oh let's just chuck another song on but we're not going to make any effort with it yeah so we we'll just don't do it <laughs> Yeah, it's such a strange decision from a yeah. band, in my opinion. It does opinion. have a flute on it. <laughs> yeah, I do like the flute, i got to yeah. say. It's nice to hear Fair. a flute. <laughs> yes, that is literally my last note of all of my notes. It just says, nice flute, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice flute, though. Um, so, Kyle, does this make does this make your Hall of Fame? It is not going to make my Hall of Fame rich now. Correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> These are those opinions that we're uh, expressing on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, from what you said, like I, I like this the stuff that I like. I think is is great. I think it's really mm-hmm. interesting. I like how varied the album is. I like yeah that it sort of sits apart from everything else I was listening to in two thousand and one. It doesn't sound like fucking Slipknot. It doesn't sound like System of a Down. No. It doesn't sound like Linkin Park or Nickelback or you know what I mean. But the problem with that is that sort of half the album I don't really like or mm. like is is you know is forgettable it's like listenable but not something that i would yeah. want to listen to a 13 track 55 minute album yeah because i know oh track seven's really good and track is <laughs> really good you know what i mean like yeah. that's not how that really works so no it's not i do i'm glad i listened to it again it's been a while since i listened to it as an album yeah and there's certainly parts of it that i do still enjoy but yeah it's I'm, i can see now why i've not you know it's not like hybrid theory that for the last 20 no. years i can routinely put on and be like here we go no it, it's not one of those early noughties albums where you're gonna go this is one of the greatest albums of the 21st century. Yes. Yeah. No, this would what about you? get very, uh, very lost in that list. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's not going in my Hall of Fame. I think it's just such an average album for me. Yeah. I, I see that like they are good musicians and they are doing some interesting things. And sometimes I really like his voice. But generally, I don't really like the songs. And like there's no hooks to hang off. There's no like big element to them that's like oh that's the alien ant farm thing Mm -hmm. like they don't yeah there's just nothing about this album that would make me remember it i think yes yes and i think it for me i i I do i do like an album that does different things but this feels like a band that haven't figured out who they are yet yeah which which they probably were because their first well it's their second album but their first like non-self-released album and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing but it just feels so disjointed to me and just quite experimental in that like oh like let's try try a bit of like a poppier rock song let's try a metal song it just feels like a collection of songs like it, it doesn't feel like an album to me and mm-hmm. most of it is stuff that i would not want to listen to again 
And it makes me really sad, Kyle. Yeah. That an album like this can sell one and a half million copies and go platinum in several countries when there's like (laughs) really talented bands who will never get that fame. It's like, this is such a fucking average album. And yet everyone knows their name and that they've made so much money from this album. And yet people like, I don't know, Animals as Leaders, he's probably one of the best guitarists in the world and no one's heard of them. (laughs) Yes. I mean... Yes, you just have to do a Michael Jackson cover. Animals as leaders should just do Thriller. <laughs> I'd love to hear like Thriller in yeah eleven eight. <laughs> yeah, all played thumped on his. Yeah, yeah, like that. Sorry that I've yeah I've been quite negative. No, it's this week. fine. It's great. I like Angry Rich. He doesn't come out very often. <laughs> so I mean, with that said, I'm very interested to see how you managed to pick three songs. Then what are they? Well, I've actually picked four because I can't decide. So that's oh. something. <laughs> so it's your favourite album of all time, I see. <laughs> yeah, um, because I've picked three, but then I was like, I, I feel like I have to pick Smooth Criminal. Okay. But there's, there's sort of three that I want to pick, but then I feel like I can't not pick that song. Okay. So I'm, you can, I'm I'll a, give you permission. You can not yeah. pick that song. So I've gone with Courage, uh-huh. Sticks and Stones, uh-huh. and Wish. Those are my three picks. Okay. But then I also feel like... It would be stupid to talk about Alien Ant Farm and have some Alien Ant Farm on our playlist without having Smooth Criminal because right. that's the one song people probably want to hear by that band, isn't it? <laughs> maybe, maybe just, which is really unfair because it's a song they didn't write. Exactly. Okay. So I don't know what to do, Kyle. Yeah, well, we'll figure well, it out. We'll see how many, how many, uh, we might have zero picks together. So yeah. well, what have you done? What have you done? I have gone for Courage as well okay. because it's an absolute fucking banger. Uh, yeah. Movies, because I really, really, really like movies. Okay. And then uh, Attitude. But I also couldn't decide between movies and Wish. And I'm quite tempted to put Wish on the playlist. Okay. So maybe I should go for movies. Maybe it doesn't matter. I'll just put Courage and Wish on the Courage playlist. Courage and Wish. And, uh, and they just the picks don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> every week we're just like, eh, fuck it. Nothing means anything. We've just got total no. anarchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, my, my four were Courage, Movies, Attitude and Wish. And you're, okay. you know, so so Courage and Wish technically cross over. Uh, and everyone that wants Smooth Criminal can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> they can go listen to it somewhere else. Yes. Great. Uh, okay. So let's pick another album then, shall we? Let's do it. I'm ready. Uh, well, obviously, it's gone for a really high number. Of course, it fucking has. So we've got one, three, seven. Jesus Christ! Oh yes! Oh, what? What is it? Is it volume three? It's volume three. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So it's going in my hall of fame. So let's uh, let's be really impartial about this album. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've already said on air that it's my favourite Slipknot album. So yeah. And we, we've already both said that we love Slipknot. So, okay, well, yeah. this is fine. This is good. This is fine. It just means we get to spend a week listening to Volume 3. Oh, great. Perfect. There's nothing I want more after listening to that rubbish album <laughs> than to listen to an album that I love already. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, that's uh, a good way to yeah end this episode. Where can people find us, Rich? People can find us at chewthemetal at gmail.com. Uh, please let me know your thoughts on Alien Ant Farm's anthology. I would love to start a, a very uh, heated dialogue about that. If you're if you're a huge fan, then please let me know. <laughs> wow, also, okay. you can stay in touch with us. Not you, Kyle. You can't email me to tell me that you like. I'm it. going to. I've got your number, Rich. I'll text you about it. <laughs> 
Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Chew the Metal, uh, where we post all our updates and, and things like that during the week. And uh, you can find us on all platforms. We're also now on Stitcher, uh, which is another platform that we weren't on until this point. So that's another way you can listen to us. Uh, if, if you need another way I guess if you've already got a way of listening to us then you probably don't need Stitcher but if you know someone that only uses Stitcher then you can tell them that we are now there and if you could use the Apple Podcasts app to give us a nice rating and review then that would help because you can't do that anywhere else and that's good for our our listings and, and stuff so yes that's sure all the is. ways you can get in touch with us Woohoo! lovely yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week. And we're going to go listen to Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses by Slipknot. And we'll see you next week. Bye! Oh, you, you froze there for a second. So did you, for the first time in ever. Yeah, for the first time in flat. bloody ages. What, what did you say that, that I didn't hear? I didn't, I didn't say anything in that was interesting at all. What did you say? Uh, I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't miss a fucking thing then, did we?